Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. All right, folks, today we have a special treat for you. We have a good friend, Gerard, on the show. And I always enjoy the conversations that Gerard and I have. And I was super excited to get him on the show. And today he wanted to specifically talk about kids today having it a little bit too easy and maybe not having enough struggle in their life. And and I, I can't tell you how much I agree. I know we've talked about probably a, a handful of times on the show, but it was great to get his perspective. And I know that we were going to have some great conversations in the future, great conversations in the future, because I know that Gerard will be back on the show for sure. Without any further ado, please sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have my good friend with me. I'm going to fuck his name up. <laughs> Gerard Priepzi. Priepzi. All right. I Not was, bad. That was He's close. Getting it's, You're getting there. It's still Americanized, but we were close. <laughs> uh, Gerard and I always have a great conversations, and I was super excited to get him on the podcast. So, Gerard, for our listeners, why don't you give me like a quick like five-minute background, kind of in it, who you are, how you grew up, maybe like sports you've played or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. I'd love that. Get the listeners a little bit to know more about you now. I do want to dig more into your background sure. as it's interesting, but we'll exactly. do that on another podcast. Exactly. Yeah, I grew up, um, I was born from Haitian immigrants. My mom and dad immigrated here from Haiti back in the 50s. Um, I grew up in Lansing, Michigan is where I grew up. Um, went to a pretty much private school, parochial school my whole life. Um, parents are very, very big on education, and that was pretty much where I have a sister, a younger sister, about five years younger than I am. So it's just the two of you? Just the two of us, yes. And education was just beaten to us in our lives. You know, got to go to college, got to get a good edu- get a good ed- education and go out and make something of yourself. So, um, you know, growing up, though, there was always this dynamic, you know, I had to deal with between me being an American, born here in the States, and dealing with my friends. In the way my parents were born, you know, they had more of a structure, very conservative in a lot of things, though, too. So, you know, trying to get myself to do things, it was very difficult. You know, I played sports in um, high school. I was a wrestler, a college um, high school wrestler. Did you wrestle at all, like in junior high or elementary school, or did you only start in high school? Only start in high school. Okay, like freshman year? Exactly, yeah. Because I didn't know my, I didn't know that you, there were, there were, um, you could start younger. My parents just didn't know about that. Gotcha. So. I mean, that's kind of how that works sometimes. Exactly. So I wrestled in my freshman, sophomore, junior year. I didn't wrestle my senior year because I wanted to go. You'll love this. I wanted to go to spring break with my buddies. Want to go so party is the wrestle. Want to go party. Who wants to like work hard and cut weight for exactly. wrestling? Come on. So and this is where I, my parents didn't know about um, Daytona and Fort Lauderdale. I was there for two weeks. 
I had 10 of us went down there for two weeks, and my parents said, if we had known how crazy it was, there's no way we'd have let you go. <laughs> no <laughs> That's usually how that works. That's why you don't tell them. Exactly. <laughs> we'll tell them after exactly. a few years later. So then I went, you know, then I graduated high school, went to Michigan Tech, got my engineering degree in civil engineering, bachelor's of science, and first place I moved to was Toledo, worked for a small engineering firm, and Met my wife there, um, got married about seven years later, moved to Cleveland area, and I went from doing flat work to vertical work, and now I'm project manager. Now, what do you mean flat work to vertical work? Flat work is um, when they look at civil engineering, roadways considered all flat work. Okay. Okay. Vertical work is buildings, so you're starting to build everything straight up. Because when you think civil, you don't normally think buildings. Correct. So, like, what... what does that entail for like civil wise? Civil is a lot of civil is pretty broad. So my specialty was transportation and structural. Okay. So I dealt with bridges and roads. Gotcha. So that was where my emphasis was. You can do wood engineering. That's considered civil. There's um there's geothermal. That some of it can be civil. Civil is kind of like a lot of different dynamics. Very broad. Stuff. Very broad. Yeah. But I trans I stuck I stuck with roads because what I like doing that's what my dad did and I did a lot of work on transportation wise so I stuck with that. Gotcha. So but I found that being boring, <laughs> you know, sitting in a desk all day and going, "Is this my life for the next thirty years? Is just doing this? I got to do something different." There was a position that came up when they were building the Jubilee Justice Center. I was working for a small firm. They said, "Hey, we have an assistant project manager position where you can go work and do this." juvenile justice center i said cool i'll be great and that's where i got into vertical work okay so i dealt with hvac plumbing you know architectural i got all these different things and i had to learn on the fly as i went along which was pretty good and i enjoyed it i enjoyed it and i became from then i became more of a project manager going i like running jobs Okay, there's BS that comes with it, but I really enjoy doing it. Now, I really what's, enjoy working with for people. For somebody who is not in the construction world, like what is the project manager position? Yeah. A project manager position is basically, you know, um, <clears throat> you're basically, here's a job, you're running it. Your, your job is to deal with the clients, manage the budget, manage the schedule, all the deliverables, and every, every facet of it from the engineering, from the inception, to the all the way now, through the end of construction. To the end, construction. Yeah. You are the face. You are the one in charge. So you do. You're, you're, so you're coordinating with all of the design ahead of time. You're you're working with the owner Correct. to see what they want. You're dealing Correct. with all the contractors Correct. who have been hired in to come and do the job. So you're, you're basically in charge of yes. the entire project, yes. really. And you're dealing with all the government agencies involved, yes. be it state, federal, city, municipalities, yeah, whatever. Permits, doing exactly. all, uh, reviews, inspections, yeah. all that kind of that stuff. That is yeah. your responsibility. At the end of the day, though, the owner has said the engineer could have made a mistake. Doesn't matter. You're, it's your fault. You have to make you have to do make good on whatever you, your deliverables are, regardless. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that part. I really enjoyed working with people and talking to people, and I, I realized after a while, going, I really got a, a knack for this <laughs> <laughs> because I never thought of myself as a project manager. I never thought of myself as a leader. I always thought of as, as one who could help a leader out, make him he or she look good, but I could work behind the scenes. Gotcha. Not the one being in charge. Yeah. You know. So it's been pretty gratifying, though. Like I said, this is ups and downs. Of course, like anything. Exactly. You know, it really gives me the opportunity, the company out, gives me the opportunity to really do what I want to do and without a whole lot of micromanaging. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's a, there's a bunch of different topics you and I have had great conversations on. Yes. There was one that was kind of close to your heart that you wanted to kind of speak on today. And like, let's, let's just go ahead and jump right into that. You know, like go and explain uh, maybe like 
your thoughts on why you wanted to come on and what you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I think today, my, one of my big things I really want to talk about is um, <clears throat> the kids today and where I see things going. I think, um, and I have two kids of my own, um, I think kids today have it easy. I think that we parents try to make it as easy as possible. They don't have them kids struggle as much as they should. Absolutely. Okay. And I think a struggle makes you a better person, makes you a stronger person mentally, physically, whatever you want to call it, though. And I think today kids are coddled very much. Um, I was brought up, though, as you don't want to do this, though. There's consequences. Consequences to all your actions, though. Here's the opportunity. You don't want to take it, though? Yeah, it was explained to you, but then it was your choice. Exactly. Do it or don't do it. Exactly. Today, parents don't do that. Parents want to take care of their kids. If they don't do their homework, they're going to do it for them. You know, they're like helicopter parents is what is what the term is called. Uh, I, that came up a couple of years ago. I was at the gym when I was still doing Olympic weightlifting, mm-hmm. and we were sitting there, and somebody had talked about that, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't even understand. Yeah. They, had, they had to explain it to me. I'm like... Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't think yeah. about that because I wasn't brought up exactly. that way. Exactly. You like, swoop in yeah. and do the work for like, them. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Like, my dad worked his ass off. Like, he never worked at two jobs, but he's mm-hmm. always worked 80 to 90 hours a week. That's, That's just normal. Correct. We never saw him because he was up at O-Dark 30. And he was home late. <laughs> he would get a shower, eat. You know, and he's he's off to bed. I mean, that was his life. But he was he was doing that to provide a life for my Correct. brother and I, Correct. so my mom could be a stay at home mom because that was very important to them. Is they didn't want to have two working parents and like kids with a key around the neck to come home and let themselves in. They didn't want that. Where maybe he could have worked forty hours a week, she could have worked Correct. thirty part time somewhere else. And Correct. It could have made up the difference. But he's like, no, like we wanted to have kids. Okay. And we wanted our okay our parent like our us like our team okay. like mom and dad to, to raise the kids i always tell my dad it's like i grew up in an abnormal household like i should be in therapy like this isn't normal <laughs> well <laughs> you know hates, he hates when i say well, that well my family same way they both worked but what they did is my dad would work in the morning and my mom worked second shift so that way there so was one would always be home exactly which was tough on the relationship because my dad worked seven to three yeah but also and my mom worked three to eleven but again it's it's that it's it's a decision that's made for the best of the family. Correct. And it's not necessarily their best of their relationship. Correct. Because that's obviously not best for that. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you're raising kids, like it's your responsibility to raise mm-hmm. your kids. Like uh, too, too many people nowadays, they expect schools and the government to Correct. raise their kids. Like, no, guys, like you need to work with your kids. Exactly. You need to teach them these things. Like, <laughs> it's not the school's responsibility. Exactly. Like, you've got to teach the little shits to not be little shits. Exactly. And then you give them the tools. And that's where I think that today's kids, parents just don't realize they dump these kids at school and then they go, well, why, why is my kid learning? Well, is he applying this stuff at home? Well, you're the teacher. I said, yes, I give him or her the tools. They're supposed to go home and work with you on that. That's why you have, if you don't want to have kids, don't have kids. And I can respect that. But if you're going to oh, have honestly, kids, there's you put more, the time in for There's it. more and more people that are feeling that way. Correct. I mean, I'll bet you 20 years ago, mm-hmm. if you talk to most women, they all expected to go to school, go to college, spend all this money on degrees, and then be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Because they're sold that from being a kid. Correct. It's like, hey, you've got to go to school. you got to get an education. need a college degree. You're not going to get any good jobs. Yada, 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 yada. Yes. But then they were going to stay home and be stay-at-home moms because that's what the generation before that's what they all did. Yes. Like, they, they all had crappy jobs. They were secretaries or they might be uh, candy stripers. Some of them were nurses or what mm-hmm. have you. But essentially, it's like they had 
like less paying jobs because mm-hmm. they wanted to be able to come home Correct. and work with their kids, like Correct. raise their kids. And once they Correct. were gone, then they go back to work or do something, Correct. of course, to get out of the house because Correct. nobody wants to be home doing nothing. No, all exactly. That sucks. Exactly. But it's like, it's just how it was. But now it's like you tell all these, all these kids, like guys and girls, doesn't matter. It's like, you've got to go to college. You've got to get all these degrees. And it's like, well, what if they want to be a stay-at-home mom? Like there's no point to get $100,000 in college debt Correct. to be a stay-at-home mom. That doesn't make any sense to me. Correct. If they want a career, yeah, light it up. Go do that Correct. thing. Yeah, I've but. met a few women, though, too, who are teachers. They said they love their young. They said, hey, I don't want to have kids. I'd like to be able to travel to whatever. God bless you. Yeah. That's great. The, but you know? that was unheard of 20 years ago. It exactly. really was. Exactly. But I see today with kids today, they don't, don't struggle. They want everything given to them. It's just not the way life well, is. Well, like, kids are selfish. They always want everything Correct. given to them. It's just in previous generations, they were like, no, you got to work for that. you exactly. got to earn that. Exactly. And nowadays, they're just like, Oh, well, here it is, Johnny. Like, Correct. you just shut up and go over there because I want to play on my phone. Correct. Yeah. Like, that's and, parenting now. Like, exactly. Oh, God. And this parenting is the phone. And also, too, parents don't want to have tough. Like, I tell my kids, I go, I'm your dad. I'm not your best friend. Yes. Okay. I am your father. I'm going to make things, I'm going to make decisions based on what's best for you. You you got your friends. You go talk to them about other stuff. You can still try to talk to me about private stuff if you want. If you don't feel comfortable, talk to your friends. But at the end of the day, I'm dad. That will change when, when you have your own family. Then we can become more friends, okay? But I, but honestly, like they need that kind of relationship. Like you can't be buddy buddy with your kids. You Correct. just can't do that. You need to be friendly. Yes, obviously, you need to have a good relationship. Yes, but when it comes down to it, you're the parent. Exactly. But a lot of parents now they want to be their friends. They want to hang out with their kids. There's generational differences. You can't do that. No. You just can't. But there's parents who want to do that. I mean, I live in a pretty affluent area, and I hear parents doing that with their kids. Oh, I want to hang out with my daughter and go do this. And I go, what are you talking about? I said, I don't want to go out with my son and hang out with his buddies. No, that's just that's a generational issue. <laughs> I have nothing in common with them. He can do his thing. I got my friends to do stuff with, and that's where we're at. Though. Yeah, but it's also important that they go out and hang out with their friends. Now, Correct. it's obviously good that you guys do things together again. Correct. Have a relationship. Yes. But you can't be best buds. That's it's just, it never works Correct. out. And I think this, this kind of spirals into where we are today. And not only just with where kids are at, I think it's where society is at in general. Everybody's like, you know, oh, I want this. I want this. Okay, great. Go work for it. Well, it's too hard. I should be, I'm owed this. Not You're not owed a lot. You're not, there's a lot of things you're not owed. Not owed anything. Okay, you're owed an opportunity. After that, though, you can run with it. You're not owed a check. You're not owed a job. You got to go and earn that. And that's the way I was taught. You know, you, if you want something, go get it. You know, you want to work 100 hours a week to go run your company? God bless you. There's there's consequences to that, though, but God bless you. You know, I'm not going to fault an owner saying, oh, I should get paid more. Okay, maybe you should. If you don't like to pay, you got two options. One, go talk to them, say, should I get more? If they say no, we'll go start your own business. We'll go find it somewhere else, though. Yeah. But you're not owed anything. You're owed an opportunity. You want to make a ton of money? Run your own company, you know? I don't want to do that. I don't want to be miserable. We have to depend on well, well, my my selling of jobs depends on thirty five people's livelihoods. I don't want to be put in that position. That's a lot of stress that I don't want to be in. And I don't want to be the guy and say, "Hey, Matt, love having you here for ten years. I gotta let you go." You know, I'm affecting your life. I'm affecting what you're doing. I don't want to be put in that position. You know, that's why I have more respect for people who start companies on their own and 
you know, they may not make the best decisions on, but at least they did it on their own. Yeah, at least, but, at least it was their decision. Exactly. But there's a struggle. And again, kids don't understand struggle today. And I think kids need to understand that, that life is not easy. Not everybody gets a participation trophy. Okay. There is <laughs> well, a winner and loser. Yeah, well, it, that only happens when we make believe. Like, cause exactly. that's all it is. It's just make believe. It's it's all bullshit. Exactly. Like, go, go to like a great example. of This is like go to a little kid's t-ball game. Mm-hmm. All right, all the parents are running around. I hate to say it, mostly the white mothers who are all middle class. Like they all run around like, oh, good Timmy there. He like he, he did great. It's amazing. Like no, he struck out three times of t-ball. Exactly. He like, dropped the ball a bunch of times. Maybe he should practice exactly you know, it's like and guess what sometimes it hurts to get your ass kicked and right that's why you need to go to practice to get better that's kind of how this works no, but you're right. if you don't teach those lessons to kids that's why i love sports for kids i think it's so important mm-hmm. to teach them life lessons i was so excited when my daughter got down to texas and she wanted to start wrestling because they have a girls wrestling oh, team down really? there great it's it's one of the it's actually the fastest growing sport in high school sports yes is women's wrestling yes it's becoming huge yes, which is, it is awesome it's which is it's great. huge in what uh california arizona texas the three big ones it's getting big in oklahoma now and like there's even te- teams around here mm-hmm. schools around here that have like women's team with all the weight divisions filled it's, it's awesome it's it's great i think so and too. i was so excited for her to get into that because she she loved basketball mm-hmm. but the, the kids just not not as talented, like uh, coordinated. I guess yeah, is the better that's way to put it. Way. She, mm-hmm. She's not very coordinated. She had to work really, really, really hard just to be okay. And yes. she worked really hard, and she she worked a lot harder than other girls. So she did okay, and she played a little bit. But it's like that doesn't cut it in high school. Yeah, it it worked well in elementary school, but junior high, not nah, not so good. No, high school, get the fuck out of here. Like it's just if you're not amazing, you're not playing. Exactly. That's just how it goes. But she knew her point. limitations, though. She found something else. Well, she she decided she wasn't gonna play basketball anymore, so she wanted to try wrestling. Great. I'm like this is awesome because. Wrestling is hard. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, it's something that I probably wish I would have done, especially now doing jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I would have done some wrestling in, in high school. Because, like, I played basketball because mm-hmm. everyone expected me to because I was tall. Exactly. But it's like, I'm not that great at basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, like, I'm, I hate to, God, this is so bad. I'm, like, shooting guard size. Okay. You know, I'm 6'5". Like, mm-hmm. I'm not that tall. Correct. But I was like, oh, my God, you're so huge. You're going to be the center. Like, I'm too athletic to be the center. Like, exactly. What am I doing? I'm wasting my time here. Exactly. If you look at the NBA, like I'm literally like point guard size. Yeah, six five. You're yeah, point guard size. Yeah, That's like exactly if, I, if I'd have made it to college, like mm-hmm. as a center, get out of here. No, like, you're playing point been, guard. These guys all been like seven foot tall. Like, mm-hmm. get out of here. Like, it's, it's just not going to happen. But it is what it is. Just like so, like I didn't last long for me because I just I just hated it. Hated the coaches. Hated the <laughs> bullshit. I ended up like quitting my freshman year. I'm like I'm done. Too much. So I just like did uh, indoor sh- uh, shot and oh, there's no disc and. Indoor track season, no. indoor stuff, getting ready for a track season, Correct. the outdoor, right? But I was like, I kind of looking back now, I wish I would have at least wrestled because, like, again, it's a suck. It's hard. Practices are miserable. You get put in horrible positions. Like, it's like some other person's holding you down against your will, uh-huh. and there's nothing you can do about uh-huh. it. Like, there's amazing lessons to be learned from that. So I was so excited when she said she was going to do that again because of the struggle. Correct. Like, I don't want to take that from her. I want her to have yeah. that. There's winners and losers. Wrestling's very easy. Yes. You win, you lose. There's no freaking tie. You know what they do with the tie? You go to overtime. You go to overtime. Eventually, somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to make a mistake, and you lose. That's what happens. As my they son, should. You know, my son, my you know, my oldest son wrestled. All my both my boys wrestled. I remember going to a wrestling um, match, and my oldest had a triple quad, no quadruple overtime. 
they kept scoring and scoring, and he finally going won. Going back and forth. Back and forth. He finally won because the kid made a mistake because they were so tired. Yeah. But he had the drive. He pushed it and got well, that, through. That, at that point, it's who has the most guts. Exactly. That's who wins that match. Exactly. Like, that's something that Coach talks about in jiu-jitsu all the time. He's like, there's going to be a lot of these positions where he calls dogfight positions. Mm-hmm. He's like, who's going to win that is just about who has more heart. Exactly. That's all, that's all no, what it, it is, boils though. down to. Exactly. Like, and you'll never know what it is that you're made of until you try to grapple when you're exhausted. Correct. And that's all what I liked about wrestling. Right? Our coach was a mean coach. He says, you go out there, you suck it up, that's on you. I just, he just looked at it and goes, you, put, you get what you put into it. If you don't work hard, oh, well, it's going to show on the mat yep. when you get stuck and pinned in the first period. But if you come in, I mean, when I wrestled in high school, especially on Christmas break, we're doing two-a-days. In two-a-days, like, you come in at 7 o'clock in the morning, we'd wrestle for three hours, go home, come back at 4 o'clock, and do it again. My yep. mom's like, what are you doing? He goes, we're doing two-a-days. Yeah. You know, that's what he wanted to do. And he, said, and, and, and he gave it, he made it voluntary, but guess what? Well, you ha- unfortunately, with how the Ohio, uh, what, you were in Michigan even. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. However, it's changed. However, the state runs it. It's, like, it's all about protecting the kids. Correct. Which, which I understand because they're. Correct. People do go too far. Yes. So, like, I remember, uh, like, in uh, high school playing football. Like, I didn't play in junior high because I broke my collarbone mm-hmm. for my seventh grade year, so I missed out. And then yeah. missed uh, practice before school in eighth grade, so I missed it. But so I made it freshman year, and it's like we we would do all these things, and it was like there was there was how do you want to call it voluntary lifting <laughs> and voluntary conditioning. Mm-hmm. It's like we all knew it wasn't fucking voluntary. No, voluntary if no. you don't show up, you're not gonna play. Exactly. Like that's just, you could be the best person on the team and like if you don't show up and do all the extra work, like mm-hmm. you're not getting on the field. Correct. And that's something that I didn't take uh enough pride in, I guess. Like I did the conditioning stuff. That didn't bother me so much, but the lifting. It's yes. like I would go in and just kind of go through the motions. I never really took it seriously. I mean, honestly, until I started like doing weightlifting sure. like, later in life when I was almost 30, you know, and it's like, I didn't realize that like if, if I would have had like my Olympic weightlifting coach, if I would have been going to him in like high school, I would have been a monster. Correct. Like I would have come out like with like a crazy back squat, like an okay bench. I would have a really good overhead press though. Cause he really stresses that okay. as being better for like overall strength development. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like, it's like, that's all you really need to get into a lot of these schools. It's Correct. like, you don't need to be anything super crazy, but right. if you just do the basics Correct. and you do them well, but putting in the time, that's, yes, that's the thing that was like, it's putting in the time. Like he, we talks about that all the time. Like there's a secret to weightlifting. Like it's, it's show up, mm-hmm. do the work, mm-hmm. repeat for 10 years. Correct. That's just how it works. Correct. Like no. You can't shortcut it. No, like, you can't. It takes years exactly. to get strong. But today, great, great. you said about shortcuts, everybody wants to find a shortcut. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants to you biohack know? this and biohack, do that. Yeah, or this. I hate that term. Yeah. You know, or you know, just like working out. Go, how do I get a body? Like, how do I get, put the time in? You know, most, honestly, most of that is don't eat shit. Don't eat crap, though. <laughs> That's what that Plastic surgery ain't going to work for you. People shortcut it by, I'm going to have plastic surgery. I'm going to do this and that. Though. You want that big bubble butt? Go do squats. You want that nice big butt? Go hit the hack squats. Okay, squats. That's what's going to give you that nice butt. And also have really good genetics. That it's, helps a lot. And, and the genetics does play a role in that, though, too. But of again, course. if you don't want to do that, you know, you don't put the time in, this is what you have. So now you have plastic surgery. Everybody's trying to find shortcuts around things. You know, it's like dieting. Well, I got to lose weight. Well, don't eat all the crap. Moderate your portions, and that's all you need to do. The most important thing with that is write down everything you eat. Actually, track your calories. Yes, because you'll see that a lot of the shit that you do eat mm-hmm. is garbage. Correct. Like 
that was a lot of calories, and I'm not very full. Like, oh, yeah, that's kind of how that works. Exactly. <laughs> you know, fast food gives you a lot of empty calories, as they like to say, though, too. It doesn't really fill you up, though. It fills you up for a second and goes, okay, why am I hungry? Because you really didn't eat anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's garbage. You eat a bunch of calories, but there's no real nutrition Exactly. There. So, But, again, it's putting the work in. So, again, my thing, just going back to what we talked about full circle with kids, I said kids have to struggle. you got to realize you want something, you got to put in the time. You have to really work at it. It's not going to be given to you. Nor should it be. No, nor should it be. And I think people in society today really want things to be given to them. I just, I think that the parents look at this now as like, hey, I had these really tough parents and they were really strict on me and this and that. And I want to be my kid's friend and I want to help them out and do all these kind of things. And it's like, they don't realize the disservice yes. that they're doing to their Correct. kids. They don't realize it. In their mind, they're doing the most wonderful thing they can do for their Correct. kids is give them all these amazing things and Correct. opportunities and this and that. But... They're going to piss it away because yeah. the kids don't know how to work for yeah. anything. They're going to set them up for failure. Exactly. And it's like, that's that's just how it goes. But again, like they're not doing it in maliciously. Correct. I like guess they're doing it with the best intentions. It's Correct. just like the struggle that you went through, like made you who you are. Exactly. That, that's important. A great example of this is business. Yes. So like if somebody starts a business and they work hard, they bust their ass, they build it up and then maybe like the, the kid takes it over. You know, so now you got second generation in it running. But guess what? They saw the struggle. They saw that the headaches mm-hmm. and the heartaches and Correct. all the, the hard working. The chances are they were working there from a young kid. Yeah, which is important. Work, working their way up, and now they're kind of taking over and they're seeing that. Correct. Thing. But then what always happens? Not always. What more than likely happens? <laughs> third generation is the the kids come in and they either run it in the ground or they end up selling off. Mm-hmm. Almost always, mm-hmm. because Green. money. I don't think it's even so much that it's they they simply don't understand the hard work that it took to start the business, how to get it successful, but then more importantly is like how to yeah how to actually run it properly. Correct. Because they've always just grown up in it. They probably always had money. Well, they didn't have money. Their parents had money. Correct. That's the, that's something that drives me crazy. Is all these kids like I've got tons of money like. No, mommy and daddy have lots of money and they give you an allowance or whatever as they Correct. do. You don't have shit because you've Correct. not earned anything. Correct. So it's like, again, but they've always grown up with money, mommy Correct. and daddy's money, and now they're going to start a business, not start a business, they're going to take over the business and like they almost always run it into the ground because they just have no perspective Correct. of like what it actually takes to run a real business. Like people think that all because you're a business owner, you're a millionaire and it's like, no. I have a bunch of friends that are self-employed. They they have businesses and they do all that kind of stuff because they don't want to work for somebody else. And I respect that. That's awesome. But it's like every one of their clients is their employers. Correct. So instead of having one boss, now they got you know hundreds or Correct. or maybe smaller depending on the business Correct. or what have you. But it's like you're accountable to all of those people. It's great that you say that because I remember when I was doing the juvenile justice center, one of our contractors was a local independence. And I remember talking to some of them, and <clears throat> if you look at the independence excavating, great family history. And they started out, there, I remember talking to one of the owners. There was four brothers that started the construction. I'm trying not to drop names. I gotcha. Me, but- gotcha. So one of the, a, a, group, a very reputable construction company in Cleveland um, had family that started it, though. And they started it with out of their garage. Yeah. With three trucks. Yep. And they built the company out. And then now they're very successful. So what they do with the kids, they tell the kids, hey, what do you want to do with your life? Do you want to go to college? Okay, great. You know, do you want to start a business? They go, yeah, I want to start a business. Well, you better help show us a business plan. They will give them the seed money, but they want to see their business plan. But they that's important. See, yeah. They want to see their business plan, how they plan on making money, what's their expenses, blah, blah, blah. And if you don't outlay, if you don't 
if you don't outline exactly what a good business plan is, they're not giving you the money. And this is family members. You know, and I go, wow. I said, and a lot of kids decided not to go into construction area. They some became doctors and all they helped them out with that. Some decided to do into other things. But the ones who wanted to go into business, they had to present a business plan. So instead of going to the bank to get a loan, they got the loan through the family. And the family gave them a very nice rate, but they still treated it like a business. As they should, because that's important. Because, again, if, if you can't sit down and write down your entire business plan, how you expect to make money, yes. what, what are your losses and earns are going to be. Correct. Like all those kind of things. If you Correct. can't do that, it's like anybody who has a business is going to look at that in a second. And be like, that's bullshit. It's not going to work, and this is why. Correct. But it's like before you sit down, I should write that out. Like, oh, well. Maybe they're right. Maybe I shouldn't do all that. No, correct. But correct. But unless you have any experience correct. with that, you're not going to have a clue. But they teach the kids. What I liked about that, they taught all the kids, and all the kids have done pretty well with this family. I mean, second, third generation because they've brought, they've, they've instilled that. This is the way it's going to be. We're not going to hand you a bunch of money. <laughs> you're going to earn this money. Yeah. Be it working for the company. Yeah. Start we'll we'll here, loan it to you. You can them. pay us back. Exactly. But you're going to work your way through. I thought, wow, what a great concept. Because, yeah, because we're not giving these kids money. Like, just like you said, though, third generation, they're sitting on this money. They have no struggle to understand how the company got started, how to keep it going. They go, ah, I'm just going to sell it and make a ton of money and live and be a playboy. Well, that's not real life. Well, I mean, for some people that, that is, but to me it's a very shallow existence. Mm-hmm. Like as I get older, I realize it's like, I want to make more of a difference. You know, yes, and, I do. and part of me selfishly hopes that the podcast is a way to do that. Correct. It's like even if I only affect a couple of people, if a couple of people like get onto this and listen and say, Hey, you know, that helped me. I appreciate Correct. that. Like that, that to me is, is Correct. It's, it's enough. Correct. You know, it's like, but it's like with the work that I've done through most of my career, it's like, it doesn't mean a whole lot. Correct. And it's like, I want more like meaning out of life at this point. Cause it's like, I, I don't need to chase money. I don't need a lot of money. Like, no. I, I live pretty, like, modestly. Like, I don't have fancy cars. But I don't you don't need do that. Fancy, it's not what you're that chasing fancy for. Clothes. Correct. And, like, I, mean, I was, God, what was it? I was listening to Joe Rogan the other day. Uh, Lex Friedman was on. If you've not okay. heard any of his stuff, it's he's, he's a really good guy. I love uh, Friedman, Lex Friedman. Okay. He's, he's a great guy. He's super smart. He's Russian. Mm. Came over here, done great for business. Like, he's just, he's a good guy. And I, I love listening to their stuff. Again, like he's rushing. He's got that mentality of like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in this country like doing amazing things. Like there's so much opportunity. Mm-hmm. All, these ki- all these American kids are pissing it all away. But uh, it's like, what is it? Like Joe Rogan just gave him uh, one of his favorite watches. You know, and it's and Lex was so excited because he's got like a fifty dollar something watch from Amazon mm-hmm. or whatever, and and Joe's like, no, you need a nice watch. Here's like, here's my favorite watch. I love this watch. And I was I was looking it up the other day, and I was like. Uh, what was it? The new James Bond with uh, Daniel Craig. Yes, like to talk about us. I think it's Omega or is mm-hmm. it Omega? I think it's Omega. I think, okay, I think, I think it might be pronounced Omega. I don't remember. Okay, whatever the the Omega Mega Company thing, <laughs> but they're doing like nice watches and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it was for. Okay. Uh, like James, the new James Bond, not Rolex. It's Omega or Mega or whatever. And uh, <laughs> I, was, I was looking that up. Like, well, that's kind of cool. And I looked up the watch. It was like a six thousand dollar watch. And I'm like. Holy shit. It's like a Rolex. Yeah, and just Joe Rogan's like, oh, here, have it. I love you. This is amazing. Of course, he admitted later that he was a little drunk, so <laughs> there is there is some of that. But it's like, I look at that, and I'm like, 
I, I don't think I would ever spend six grand Correct. on a watch. That's, that's not your that's, that's not your ridiculous. style. Yeah, I exactly. think so too. I think it's ridiculous. It's like to me, somebody goes, you know, I remember, um, you know, hey, you got a lot of money. Wouldn't you want to buy a BMW? No, I don't want a BMW. I don't want the expense. I think they're nice cars, great, but I don't want the garbage that comes with it. Yeah, you know. But you talked about making a meaning in life, though. One of the regrets I had as being as a black American is, you know. I told my wife this. I go, I wish I had done the young brothers and big brothers and big sisters younger. That's something I wish I had gotten involved with earlier. What do you mean? So, Meaning being a mentor okay. to kids who don't have fathers. Okay. Okay. I is think is I, that something you did get involved with? No, I didn't. Okay. And I should have gotten you wanted involved to. with Yeah, I wanted okay. to. So I've told myself once my kids are done, I will get involved with that as an older person. Because I want to mentor. White, black, doesn't matter. Underprivileged kids. Boys have to have men. Boys have to have a man in their life to help them teach them how to be a man. I 100% agree. I know that the progressive today's day and age say that no, that's not needed, and we want to break up the nuclear family with a a husband and a wife and those kind of things. Bullshit. And exactly. And it's like, again, I've got no problems with. If anybody wants to be whatever, or yes, if they're gay correct. or, or lesbian or transgender, I don't give a shit. But no matter, you do you. Exactly. But. I've met, I've get, I've met gay couples who say, "Hey, I've got a son, but I don't know how to teach him how to be a man." Exactly. They say, "I can raise him in a good family structure. That's great. I don't want to teach him to be a man because I'm a woman. That's a boy. Vice versa. Two men who have a daughter goes, "I don't know how to teach him to be a woman." I have to find a well, woman. I, I hate to say it, but society does a really good job at raising women. Society is built on that. And like, and it's it's become almost so much of a problem that we're not allowing boys to be boys. We're expecting them to be like little girls. I hate to say it that way. There was there was a lady who was on Joe Hogan again. This is probably a year or so ago. Okay. I forget the name of the book that she she wrote, but basically it was like you got to let the boys be boys. Correct. Like, they need to run out and play army and do those kind of things. Correct. And the stupid shit like that I did growing up, I'm sure you did too. Yeah, I did. Of course like, I did. And we're like, boys are dumb. We do dumb things. <laughs> yes, we do. That's, that's what it is. But, like, every boy needs a good male role model. Correct. Now, I personally believe that you need to have multiple. I agree. Because a lot of them are going to be good at certain things, but not good yes. at others. A great example of this is, like, my dad is a wonderful man. And he is a man of character. Everyone looks up to him, not just because he's tall, mm-hmm. but because he, he's a wonderful man. But he's not a kind of person that I'm going to talk to about finances. So it's like I needed to talk to other people about finances who re- who led me in a good direction, uh, got me some different books. And like I learned a lot more from those and talking to other friends than I did from him. It's not anything wrong against my dad. That's it's not just, what he knew. I, I just needed other influences in my life for certain things. But it's like I had a great male role model growing up because I wanted to be like my dad. My, to me, my dad was Superman. Correct. And, that, and that's how a lot of That's you know, funny you say that. My dad was the same way. He was good on the financial part. Great. I mean, I've modeled a lot I mean, well, of what he again, does. Again, like coming from another that. country, exactly. coming into all this opportunity, <clears throat> yeah. like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, holy shit, like how could you not Correct. succeed? And I didn't listen to him early on and got myself in debt, paid it all off, and I realized in my early But again, 40s, he gave you choices. Exactly. Because he explained it to yep. you. And I made the choices. Exactly. And he says, this is what happens. Now I'm very fiscally responsible, blah, 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 because of my father. Because that's how you learn. Exactly. Because you had to fuck it up first. Now, <laughs> you're right, I had to fuck <laughs> it up. That's just how it works. But my dad was not very good at being the emotional, give me the pep talk. That wasn't his strength. And he even said that I just didn't know how to do that. 
So I got that from my mom. I also got that from some of my uncles yes. who are very strong. But that, that's what's great about having family is Correct. that you have these other people around, whether it be – because I'm a huge believer that family isn't just blood. Mm-hmm. Of course, that is your family and everything else, but family are the people that you choose to love. Yes. Whether that be very close friends Correct. or if they are relatives, that's fine. But it's like the people you let in, like those – the people that you really let in, like mm-hmm. that you could – Great example is if you could call them at three o'clock in the morning, if your car is broken down two hours away, and they have to go to work the next day. Like they'll still come pick you yes. up. Like that's family. Correct. No, you're right. Like, it doesn't need to be blood for that. No, you're right. A hundred percent. So that's the kind of stuff like, I, 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 that's what I want to give back. So when my kid's older and I, my wife knows this still too, she goes, you really regret not doing it. Oh, I totally do because I got stupid. I wanted to party, have a good time, but not be a mentor to some of these kids who are underprivileged. Well, yeah, but, but dare I say if, if you weren't in that mindset, maybe in your 20s, like, were you really ready to be a good mentor to them? I think I would have shaped up. I think that would have, I think I would have learned from them as well, too. To, hey, I need to, this is stupid. Okay. Let's put that aside. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a fair thing. And I think that would have helped me out in my life. I would learn from them as, as much as they would learn from me. Yeah, because, like, I never had that party stage in my 20s. Because I had my daughter when I was 18 years old, almost 19. She was born like a month before I turned 19. Oh, I mean, I was basically 19. So it's like I had to grow up real quick. Correct. So then it was like, okay, do I want to go off to college and try to play sports, which, which I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see if I could make it in football. Mm-hmm. And it's like I could have gone maybe to some small D1 school or maybe like a D2 school. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really good enough to like play for OSU or something. Okay. Like, get the fuck okay. out of here. But okay. I, I, was, I, I regret not being able to say, hey, I want to go to Kent. And walk on and see if I can make the practice squad, put in my time, and then maybe see some gotcha. some time. But like you my decided, senior, senior but you year. were responsible. Well, that's the thing is, like, I, I had a daughter young. It's like, like, what, what do you do? It's like, in my mind, it's like you do the responsible thing. Exactly. Like, I went, I went to a small two year tech school to get a job so I could have like a degree coming back. Of course, I didn't realize at the time it was complete fucking bullshit, and I wasted <laughs> a whole bunch of time and money. But I didn't know okay. at the time. Gotcha. But we like we made the decision. It's like, okay, well, I'm gonna go off to a two year school. Okay. I'm gonna get a degree. I'm gonna come home. Okay. I'll work, and we'll be good. Okay. No big deal. And it's like. Unfortunately, things didn't work out with my ex-wife because, well, we were 19. It's too fucking young to get married. It was a horrible idea. Correct. We never should have done it. But Correct. in my mind, it's like I'm still trying to do the right thing. Gotcha. So it's like even even when I came home and like we, we got divorced and I was 21 or whatever, and it's like I still didn't go out partying and doing crazy shit because it's like I got child support to pay. Like I got bills to pay. It's but like, you were grown up. I got to do those You things. were forced to grow up and yeah. you did the right thing. Some people who have... God bless you, man, because there are people today, they still want to go out and be have parties and all that. You got a kid. You got to be responsible. Yeah. And that's why today, this segue now, you've got grandparents now taking care of kids. Well, I mean, <laughs> they almost have to because if not, the, the kids wouldn't have anything to show for. Like, Correct. The, the poor kids would just be this uh, – I don't want to say disenfranchised. That's not the right word, but like they'll be completely ignored. No, exactly. You know, but again, kids are again. That's the consequences, though, too. And that's what my mom taught me, though, too. Is like, you know, like when I was going out to college having fun. She goes, as much as she was concerned, because I can't control you out in college, Joe. I want you to be safe and take care of yourself. Because if you have a kid out of wedlock, you got to take care of your kid. Yeah. And guess what? Your life is going to completely change. Things you want to do may go by the way, way by Absolutely. the side side. Okay. So she goes, either you be smart, either either don't engage in that type of behavior. It's going to be hard for me to say that. Or be safe or here's the consequences. That's very true. That's how it is. And my mom was very <laughs> straight about that. They, need, like, they wow. need to be blunt about it. 
Exactly. It's, it's adorable because like my parents are like uber religious, so their idea their idea of the sex talk mm-hmm. was like, well, why don't you just keep your pecker in your pants? Like that was the idea of the birds and the bees talk. Mm-hmm. And it's like that doesn't work well with teenage boys. No, it doesn't. It, oh, doesn't, my, work, it doesn't work well at all. <laughs> my mother gave me the talk, and she was very frank. I'm like, oh my god, Guys, my you mother's should a, be. yeah, and she was goes, no, I'm not sugarcoating this. This is what happens. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna have feelings. You're gonna have all this stuff, but if you don't practice, if you either one, don't do it, which is not going to happen. Two, you don't be safe about it. This is the end result. Uh huh. Okay, and you're going to be a man and take care of your kid because that's just the way it is. Was I was talking to somebody a couple of months ago, and I told them that I haven't taken a real vacation since high school because it's been time to hustle again. Like I got, I got a daughter, mm-hmm. and it, now she lives out of state. In the last four years, like in mm-hmm. high school, really. But it's like. All my vacation time was always spent for for her. Correct. And she would come up maybe in the summer or around mm-hmm. Christmas or whatever. So like all of my vacation time gotcha. was spent with her, just hanging out, doing whatever, getting to see her. So it's like I've I've never really been on vacation except for family stuff in high school. But you and somebody it. was like, "Are you kidding me? You've never?" I'm like. No, like I've got other responsibilities. Like, I could tell my daughter to piss off and stay home. Correct. It's like I'm going to go Correct. party and go do whatever. But you're but- being responsible though too. And even people with money, I mean, you see it today's age. They're going to go out and have fun. They got kids. All the kids will be fine. They'll have a. I'll give them a tutor or a nanny or whatever. No, they need structure. So they see you going out and doing whatever they'll do. The kids are going to go off off the deep end and do something else though too. Kids have to have structure. Yes, yeah, structure absolutely. Now. I I truly believe that mom and dad should go out on date nights. Yes, I, I think that's important. Yes. So I think so. It's not like it's, again. I, I I love the idea of the nuclear family because I think that most kids need a mom and a dad mm-hmm. for different reasons. Like the mom can be the softy, dad can be the heavy, or whatever oh, it is. Exactly. Or it can be vice versa, exactly. depending on your temperaments or what have you. Mm-hmm. But essentially, you need to have that balance, the yin and the yang. Sure. Right? But it's like. So many people that I know, like they, they get married, they have kids, and then they stop living their own lives. Yeah, that's true. And they put it all into their kids. It's like, well, you can't really do that either because the kids need to see you striving for things, whether Correct. it be work or maybe a side business or maybe you've got like a hobby or something Correct. else. Like they need to see you working Correct. and struggling for things as well. But I think it's so important for mom and dad to have a healthy relationship yes. because like kid, especially young kids, kids need two things. Like they need love and they need, and they need consistency. And it's mm-hmm. like, and the, the thing that makes them feel loved most mm-hmm. is to know that mom and dad love each other. Correct. Because that makes them feel secure. Correct. Because then they know nothing's going to happen. Like they're not going to run off and throw the D word around in every argument or whatever. Correct. Obviously the D word being divorce people. Correct. <laughs> not, well, the, not the other D word you guys were thinking. Yep. You <laughs> filthy animals. <laughs> no, you're right though. I, I really believe that. I think right. that's so important. Like I remember... How many times have you seen like little kids like with mom and dad who are oogly at each other and like dad pinches mom's butt like she's like as she's like mm-hmm. washing the dishes or doing whatever or maybe or he's, she's just passing by mm-hmm. and it's like oh the kids will run in like separate them if they're kissing like ew mm-hmm. that's gross exactly. it's like kids need that it's no, so right. important oh no, you're right you're right and I think that's missed today but again it goes back to like we talk about the day of parents staying together for people staying together for 20, 30, 40 years that's going away now now granted. To do it just for the kids and to be in a toxic relationship, no, that's that's story. not doing anybody that's not any favors. Either. That's not like if you've either. got problems, work it out. And guess exactly. what? I know you're gonna have problems. You know how I know that? You're fucking married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, married. But parent, but kids understand though too. If the parents divorce and they still get along, the kids will still be fine. 
as long as they know they got the love and everything else from both parents, they're fine. They'll be okay. Mm -hmm. To say they'll be fine or say that it'll be as good, I don't agree with because it definitely leaves a scar on a lot of people, especially girls. It seems to hit them a lot harder because they almost always go live with mom and they don't have the interaction with dad all the time. If they don't get the love from dad that girls need, that's, that's not usually very good. No, that's true. So it's 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 a give and take like anything else. It's it's better to not be in a toxic relationship, Correct. to be separated. I get that, but if you can work things out and actually go and work on your actual relationship, because guess what? It's going to be tough, like any relationship. No, it is. You got to put work into it. No, you got to go on date nights. You got to go to therapy from exactly. time to time. You got to have people to hold you accountable and like to talk to. Yeah, and- raising a family is hard. Yes, and I don't. You can read all the ridiculous books out there. It doesn't mean it. Damn thing. Well, most of these people don't have any kind of results to speak of exactly. abs- at all. Exactly. And they're just going to sell you a book because they're good at writing. And like, exactly. This is ridiculous. Yeah. So, again, you learn, most people learn from how they were taught and then they try to adapt from there. I mean, my, my, my father, <clears throat> when I grew up, though, too, he just didn't know how to talk to me as a, as a, as a boy. Just that wasn't his style. I told myself when I had boys, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I've been talking to my boys since I was young. We yep. have a great relationship, though, because I was not going to perpetuate the same mentality that my dad had with me. How, no. did, how did you fix that? Was it just something you decided to do? Yeah, I decided or to do. Or did you learn to do it, read books? or like, No, what I was, just I decided I'm going to be different, though. Like, I'm just not going to do what my dad did. Exactly. I'm going to be different. Talk to the kids, spend time with them, though, be there as a dad. Yeah, we had mom, but be there and, hey, you know, what are you feeling? Just... Talk about the feelings as well, though, too. If it was uncomfortable, okay, yeah. we'll leave it alone, though. But I wanted to really be there for them, though. Still reminding them I'm dad, but I want to be there part of their lives. And of the course. kids really took to that, and they would talk to me. Hey, dad, I need to sit down and talk to you about something. Okay, let's talk about it. You know, we'll go out somewhere, it's you and I. And my mom, my, my wife, and they're like, oh, you're going out with, yeah, I'm going out with the oldest one. Okay, I'm going to go talk to him. Okay, great. We'll do our thing. And- now, here's a good question. <clears throat> did you guys go to an activity or do something different, or did you just leave to have some privacy and space and go talk somewhere else, like face-to-face, like you and I are sitting down here looking at each yeah, other. Yeah, we would do both. So sometimes it would be an activity okay. that we like to do, or maybe go to a restaurant, hang out somewhere, okay. and just do something. We can talk and just, yeah. just feel comfortable. I found I that's found. a great way to talk to boys especially, mm-hmm. is like to go do an activity. Yes. Maybe, like if I know a lot of people, so maybe it was working out in the garage mm-hmm. with dad. That's the time they had... Mm-hmm. You know, things to talk about, working on a project or an old car Correct. or whatever, playing pool or Correct. whatever, just hanging out. Like, that seems to be like a great way to talk to boys. Correct. Whereas and I found with my daughter, like so most of our great conversations happen in the car because it's personal. We're sitting there, mm-hmm. but I'm driving. So mm-hmm. we're both looking out the windshield. She's not staring at me. I'm not Correct. staring her down. So she feels a little bit more comfortable. And gotcha. it's like, that's a great place to have conversations. Correct. And I think that was important for my boys. And I said, this is where you, when you have kids of your own, you want to be engaged with them. So they know what the healthy is. And my wife and I have had our issues here and there. That's of course. Just, it is what it is. Though. Again, I mean, that's any relationship. Exactly. That's just how it works. That, Whether it be friendship or like romantic, like family. Like, exactly. You're always going to have problems. Exactly. That's life. So they see that. And I said, just want to make sure that you learn the best and you hopefully can pick up from there and maybe do something different on your own and go from there. You know, so, but it's just, man, life is not easy. And again, <laughs> it's not supposed to be. It's, and I, today's kids, though, I just don't think they see it. And I think you see it resonating in life today. Just the way our structure, everybody goes, I want this. I'm owed this. I'm not, okay, but you still have to work for it, though. Nobody says Yeah, but who's saying either. that, though? Young 20 year olds. <clears throat> 
Correct. You, I don't hear that from 30- and 40-year-olds who, no. who've been in the real world and realized, Correct. oh, shit. This, but the young 20-year-olds, yeah, one 20-year-olds, they're saying that now because they have no responsibility. Once they have responsibility, it goes, oh, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't work. They change. Yeah. Once they have families and Once kids. Once life kicks in the teeth yeah, a little bit. They change. They'll grow up a little bit. They change. And they, that's usually <laughs> what happens. Though. You think one when you're younger. I did. Now today I'm 50-some years old. I'm like, okay, that's that was dumb, but that's not the way things are. Yeah. It's not the way reality works. not the way life works. <laughs> you know? so true. So, but yeah, this is the stuff I get upset about with people though too. It's like, you got to struggle. Life is a struggle and life is choices. You make a choice, there's a consequence. You can make any choice you want. But there's consequences to your choices. Absolutely. Okay. So as long as you're aware of those consequences, though, don't cry. This happened to me. Or you. I said, this is going to happen. This is the way life is. You know, you want to play it safe? Go ahead and play it safe, though. You'll probably be fine. If you want to be um, a rebel, okay, be prepared for some crap on the back end, you know? So, I mean. It'll, it'll catch up to you eventually. It does. It catches up to you eventually. So, you know, I look at people. People say, look at these people who are rich, though. I say, a lot of these rich people, when you look at their family, it's a facade they put in front of them, though. Well, that's the thing, though, is they assume they're rich because they've got fancy <clears throat> houses mm-hmm. and fancy cars mm-hmm. and a like, vacation home. And they go play golf at the country club. They do mm-hmm. whatever. Like, if you were to sit down and look at their finances, most times those kind of people are broke. Correct. The ones who actually have money, mm-hmm. you would never expect it. Correct. A great example of this. I was talking to my mom the other day, and she was saying that there's a couple of millionaires at her church. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and seeing them, you'd never know mm-hmm. because they, they, they're dressed modestly like everybody mm-hmm. else. They've got modest. They're nice cars, mm-hmm. but they're modest compared mm-hmm. to what, what everybody else has. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, you would never guess that they actually had lots and lots of money mm-hmm. because the ones who actually have lots of money mm-hmm. don't act like it. Correct. The ones who act like they have lots of money don't typically really have do it. not. Correct. Oh, you're right, though. If you look, like I said, you peel the facade, oh, that's all fake behind it. Yeah, that's not to mention their relationship's probably a mess. Correct. Chances are they're on some kind of drugs. Correct. Now, granted, they're not the illegal drugs everybody's freaked out about. They're ones like, prescribed by their doctors mm-hmm. who were horseshit doctors mm-hmm. just to give them Valium <laughs> or, or no, whatever, whatever the shit that they take. No, I don't correct, know what all they no. take. But, but it's- that's really what it comes down to. So, again, no, too, it's like – when I, my, my son would look at TV he goes that's not really that person that goes that's all facade when you see on TV that's just fake it really is fake Hollywood that's why I don't watch the how old's your son oh he's 13 so it's like seeing that already like I was so behind the eight ball yeah he's seen it he goes they're fake I go correct like I saw that in my 20s but it's a <laughs> not fa- before then yeah it's a facade you know I used to watch the one time we watched the um, the Hollywood red carpet you know one of those things before those awards like oh fancy the air girls that's just a facade yeah then you start reading about this person this person's got depression issues got this issues I go yes but they're gonna mask it when they go out though they put on that fake face yeah but that, that's the thing, though, is like, especially in Hollywood, their job is to be fake. Correct. They're professional pretenders. Correct. That's what they do. Correct. It's crazy. Correct. But they all have, you look at their family, they're just like everybody else, though. Huge issues, maybe alcohol, drugs. I would say they're know, worse you know. than other people. Yes. Because chances are they've been divorced multiple times. They've got a drug addiction problem. Again. And they pro- got the pro- means. They probably got prescriptions for them, but it's mm-hmm. still a freaking drug addiction, mm-hmm. you jackasses. Yeah. You know, like they've got all kinds of issues. They're depressed. They're lonely. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people like c- commit suicide? They've Correct. got They've got fame. They've got money. They've got everything. Correct. Like everybody wants, they, they think they want to have it. It's like, I think there's more to life than that. Correct. And I think a lot of them are realizing. That's why a lot of the people in Hollywood, it's funny, my son was paying attention because some of these people are moving out of Hollywood. They're moving to other states to live because they want to have a normal life. They go do their movies and then they leave. 
because they don't want to live in that toxic environment. I would think that would be the healthiest thing to do, yeah. They look at L.A. and all that as toxic. I mean, I remember watching uh, um, Reels. It's a show. It's a channel. They're talking about, um, what's your name from? I used to watch, um, God, what was it? Todd Bridges. Todd Bridges and, um, what's his name? Too Close for Comfort or whatever it was, though, too. It was a a father who took took in, interracial. He took in a bunch of a couple of young black kids, and he started raising them. And they talked about when they started when they were the, the, the I think it was back in the seventies or eighties, early eighties. Popular show, blah blah blah. Well, these kids were allowed to go out at twelve, thirteen to go bars and hang out. They got addicted to drugs. Dana Plato was when she died young, addicted to drugs and all that. That happens because, to a lot of those child stars. Yeah, they let them do whatever, and they, yeah. they, they, oh come on in, he's a child star. Well, he's only. Who cares? I don't care if he's 21. Come on in. And they get involved in that, and the parents weren't there to go, eh, I'm going to grab them and get them out of that, though. They didn't let them do whatever they want, and these kids are done and wasted away. Yeah. I mean, you hear this all the time. It's like, name a child star that's not jacked up completely. Correct. Correct. Most of them don't make it out of that okay. So, again, I look at that and goes, is that the life you really want, though? Yeah, they got some fame. But look what the cost of fame was. Well, yeah, but most of it is also short-lived because Correct. everybody in Hollywood is so fake. Correct. And, like you don't, you don't ever know where you stand with anything. So Correct. it's not like you're going to make like great friends and good acquaintances like no. like, like you would like I mean like I would expect to normally. It's like Correct. there's a bunch of people that I've got had through throughout my life in and out for through work or mm-hmm. uh, hobbies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they're close friends, they're good people, and I, and I cherish our relationships. But Correct. It's like, you don't see that like in Hollywood. No, and stuff you don't. Like that. And that's why some of them, though, too, you see some of these, the ones who are really stable, goes, How are you so stable? I've kept my good childhood friends with me. I didn't adapt the new friends. Yeah. I, they were there, but I kept them at bay. These are the people I trusted because you know what? They were there with me through my struggles and all that, and they have always stayed there with me. They don't love me because of the money, they love me because of who I am. Well, I think the biggest thing in any kind of life, whether it be. Like in fame or not or what have you, like you need people to call you out in your bullshit. Yes. And so many people, they think that they want all the yes men nope. or yes women around nope. them. And oh, whatever you say, Gerard, you're amazing no. and you're you awesome. You gotta have a no Look person. Look at you, you're awesome. Like nope. no, you, you gotta have you a no need, person. You need a close friend or family member or whoever to like, hey Gerard, you're fucking up here and this is why. Mm-hmm. It's like you need to fix that. Correct. You're like, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Okay, go. Yeah, I'll, I'll get on that. You know, it's funny though. You talk about that. Um, <clears throat> LeBron James, great example. They talk about him. His close friends are people he grew up with. Yeah. And what he did with... That's part of his entourage. Exactly. Like the but same what, kids that he grew yeah, up with. But what he did with them is he went in to run his businesses. He sent them all to school. Get educated. Get the knowledge. Now they come back. He goes, that's who I trust. These guys have been here with me. And you know what, though? They appreciate what he did, though. They run his businesses. And they look out for him. Which is good because and, most and, people who <clears throat> attach to uh, famous or successful people like that are just leeches. Mm-mm. And they're just looking for a handout. No. Gimme, 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 gimme. No, give me. and there he says, my guys can be, nope, we don't want you doing this. This is stupid. This is why. And they lay it out for me and goes, oh, I never thought that's about that. That's awesome. Okay. And that's why people give him a lot of crap. I don't know why. He seems like such a good guy. You know why? Because he's vocal. And I think part of it, though, too, because he's using his fame to speak about Things that are going on in society. He's not saying everything is great, but some people don't want to hear athletes talk. They just want to watch a game, 
shut up, I don't want to hear you. Well, you I, mean, I, I can understand that when they're like on the field or the court or whatever. That's not the time to correct. do your protesting and all the bullshit. If you want to talk after hours correct. and stuff, that's your right. You have, you, I have the same right, same as you have the same correct. right. Like, I think that's one of the big issues that I have with social media is that it's given a lot of people a voice who maybe we shouldn't be listening to. Correct. Because like, I'll be the first one to say, I'm a moron. Like, don't listen to what I say and just run off with it. Like, I just, this is my perspective at the Correct. moment, but I hope that it's ever evolving. Correct. And then I'll change it. And five years from now, I hope that I have much different, Correct. like, ideas and thoughts about the things but that you I take that I some, before. But when somebody says something, though, challenge it, look it up. Don't just run with it, yes. though. Do some research. People don't want to do research anymore. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like so many people want to listen to somebody else and they just they just parrot it and say, oh, well, I heard somebody say this and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, it's take what they say, Correct. think about it, exactly. internalize it, say, how does that affect my life? How do I go forward with Correct. this? And that's how you should be, you know, like having your perspectives no, and stuff Correct. Online. And I think if people had more dialogue and just be frank and honest, talk about things. I mean, it's important to talk about things. We all have our own prejudices. We all have our own views. Sometimes we have to be challenged on that. Oh, I didn't think about that. Well, here's here's the real issue with that as well, because people are only having those conversations online. And Andy Stump talks about this all the time, mm. and I'm sure people are tired of hearing me say it. I don't care. No. It's no. like he has what he calls the <clears throat> elevator test. It's like, would I say this to someone in a closed elevator? It's like, if not, then maybe I shouldn't say it. Now, that goes for in life and obviously online as Correct. well because I have a hard topics and conversations on this podcast. We yes. talk about politics. We yes. talk about all kinds of um, things that are considered taboo or Correct. what have That's you. That's fine. It's like, I love those conversations yes. because they're important to me. Yes. But they always come out of a place of respect and love. Mm -hmm. Whether I disagree with you or not, it sure. doesn't matter. I'm going to listen to what you have to say. Sure. And it's, it's probably not going to change my mind. But it should at least make me internalize and say, okay, why does that apply or not apply to me? Or why Correct. do I believe or not believe that? Correct. But, it's like, but again, it's, my ideas should be ever-evolving. Exactly. I should never be. be stuck in something. But so many people, especially online, they just argue and yell and say all kinds of stupid Correct. shit. And it's like, first of all, it's because, well, there's no repercussions. Like, then I get punched in the mouth mm -hmm. and they say something stupid. Correct. Which I think we should bring that back, people. Let's do this thing. <laughs> no, M you're right, Mutual though. combat. No, all you're right. right, though. If everybody agreed with everybody, the, the world would be dull. Yes. It'd be completely dull. Yes, you can have disagreements, So You can respect the other person's position. And like, that's the important okay. thing, is we should be able to have those conversations, mm -hmm. hug when we're done, mm -hmm. and go our separate ways and still love each other. Exactly. There should so be no hate. Exactly. Respect the other person's position. Yes. Though. And that's what it is. And some people, like you said... We're always evolving. We're growing. Oh, well, hopefully, most people I don't think do. Correct. But you know why? Because it's hard. It's yes. hard to change. It's hard to say. They'd rather watch Dancing with the Stars and play Correct. fantasy fucking football and waste their time. Correct. And it's like, guys, there's more important shit Correct. to be doing. But to say that, hey, what I believed in, it's hard to look in the mirror and say, you know what I believed in for 20 or 30 years is all bullshit? Holy cow. That's a very challenging thing That's to hard. do. But I think it's the responsibility of us as Correct. Reasonable adults. Correct. And that's where I think, you know, I think we live in these, people call it polarizing times. It, it's going to hit ahead. They're only polarizing online. The friends that I have who are very liberal or very conservative, mm -hmm. we have amazing conversations. Correct. Things aren't polarized at all. Correct. It's only polarized online because of the media. No, I that's agree it. that, though, because there's a, again, I look at the media, I always look at the media, I go, that's just, they want to make money. So today they need to make money. So the more polar, I, I tell somebody, well, blue states, red states. Why do we call it that? Why do you make that? It's the United States. 
So when you start saying blue states, red states, you're purposely wanting to polarize, purposely want to start a fight. Yeah. Because you're trying to do that. Both sides do it. It's the old adage, divide exactly. and conquer. Divide and conquer. I've always told if people you can keep this. people fighting amongst themselves. Oh, I said that. I said, I go, great, great, great person who was great at doing that was Mr. J. Edgar Hoover, founder and director of the FBI. He used that to a T. Yeah. His books, if That's you read that. at its best. Yeah. He says, I'm going to keep these people fighting amongst each other because- I don't want them to really see that really their enemy is me and the government. It's like the Wizard of Oz, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't look behind the curtain. Don't look behind the curtain. No, oh, man. Yeah, don't look here. And he was great. He kept one group fighting, giving this information, giving this information. He goes, this is what you do. Keep them fighting amongst each other. Because, again, you know, there was an experiment done. You talk about experiments. A guy did an experiment. I can't remember what his name was. He took 10 families. He brought them in. Half were Democrats, half were Republicans. But he didn't tell them party affiliation. Okay. Had them come in, sit down, and they started talking about what's important to you and all that. Oh, family, you know, good health care, just good understanding, hanging out with the neighbors. And these people all got along great together. And they were pretty much all on the same page, wanted good schools and good this and that. Uh, then you threw in, okay, these are Democrats or Republicans. He started fighting. It's like, yep. wow. The minute he put a label on them, each one had a different view of how that group looked. And it was all negative, and they started fighting. And then the whole come out, um, the the working together, agreeing on here and there went away. Yep. And he said, if we took the party labels off most people, and, we, and like you said, though, 99% of people, they just want to get along. They want to have the decent things and all that. But again, there's a few that want to make things, and again, there's money to be made by people fighting. Absolutely. It's PSYOPs 101. It's like if you can demonize the other side mm-hmm. and make them the enemy, mm-hmm. you can make them less than human, which is what Correct. people have done. Correct. It's like it's it's an easy fight to win because exactly. it's like, oh, I've got them fighting amongst each other, exactly. so we're all good. You know? Whereas if you look at the actual statistics, most people are somewhere in the middle. Of course they are. You know, because like there's what, like 10% in the extreme far right, mm-hmm. and there's like 15 to 20% in the extreme far left, mm-hmm. but most of us, again, are reasonable human in beings, somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. and I've got very liberal friends, I've got very conservative Correct. friends, and guess what? I have amazing conversations with all Correct. of them. Like, I've got no problems. Like, Correct. Uh, something my weightlifting coach said a long time ago that I've stolen and used ever since. Like, the older that I get, the more I'm becoming extreme, moderate. No, you're right, <laughs> I like to though. see myself more in the middle. No, you're right, because you, you, you see the way, but that's the way the life is. But again, when you're, and again, that's politics, when you want to make money, you want to say, hey, without me in office, we can't. I can't give you this, this, and this, and that, though. You got to keep voting me in. You know, breads and circuses. Exactly. So you want that money? Don't so look behind the curtain. <laughs> don't look behind the curtains, though. Too. Don't look at what I'm doing, though. Too. It's all BS, though. Because again, I always say when these guys get off camera, they all go out and have a beer. And oh hang yeah, out. they're all friends. They hang out. They're they all have friends, scotch though. together. Exactly. Because I know they do. Because again, now some of them don't like each other, mm-hmm. but they'll still play nice. But again, it's all fake. Mm-hmm. Tulsi Gabbard has talked about that a lot now that she's out of office, mm-hmm. and she said like, yeah, it's like high school. You've got your little clicks and this and that. Mm-hmm. If you go over to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're talking to them. Like, there are people we're working with bills on. We should be talking to them. We're supposed to do what's best for, I don't know, the fucking United States of America. All the people. Yeah, but it's about me. That's the the problem that I'm having with politics so much is because it's – it's become a, a money grab and a power oh, grab. Oh, it is, though. And that's why I told people. I said, if we went back to, again, it's the lobbyists and all that, but if you went to a two terms or whatever you get, though, this is all you get, though, too, you'd see things change because, again – you wouldn't be able to back a guy. Like if I'm a tobacco guy, I got a ton of money and mask my guy, I'm gonna give Matt all the money he needs. 
I don't care if I, I don't care if I agree with man. As long as Matt votes for what I want, though, he has all my support. He gets two million dollars a year from me as much as he wants. He could be losing in the polls. Matt will take care of that. Though. We're gonna run all these negative ads on your guy. Yeah, and exactly. You voted in though. Exactly. If I know that, well, Matt's only gonna be in for two terms. Okay, who do I put my money on though? You gotta spread it around. Yeah, lobbyists is gonna go away because again, well, it's hopefully, gonna be very hard. Like, it'd be hard. It'd be hard to back somebody. Was, I heard a quote once that made so much sense. Like the only way to make money in politics is to be corrupt. No. It's like they don't make tons of money, nor should they. No, correct. Like they're supposed to be public servants. Correct. And they're Again, not. you're supposed to go and do your time mm-hmm. and then go back to your business exactly. or, your, or your job or your career correct. or whatever. You know, it's funny, though, too. It's like I remember, I remember, I remember, I can't remember who ran. It was a guy from New Jersey. Maybe it was Corzino. John Corzino. I think he was a multimillionaire. Maybe I'm wrong. I might be wrong on the guy. And they, somebody asked him, you're a multimillionaire. You're worth, I don't know, north of $50 million. Why would you run for a position that we're going to go through your life, give you an anal exam, go through everything? Why would you want that? Don't give me the thing you want to help people. And somebody says, it's, you, you can help yourself. You can write bills to benefit yourself when you're out. That's really what it is. It's about taking care of me when I'm out. It's really what it's about. Yeah. It's not about helping people. Because why would you want a job that pays I mean, that's a lot of money. You know, a, a congressman, one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars a year. You're making five, six, seven million dollars a year. Why would you want this peanut job? Not because you want to help people. You want to enrich yourself. You know, because you see a lot of millionaires now running for these positions now, more and more ever. You know, the one thing with AOC, I'm not a big believer in her, but she was a nobody. Okay, those are the people you want. I don't want. Multi-millionaires. Well, the, the biggest thing is a lot of the politicians are just that. They're career politicians. Correct. They're all groomed for that. They're all lawyers. They Correct. all go to the best colleges. Correct. And they're groomed for these positions. Like, where are the days that – where are the farmers? Yes. Where are the engineers? Yeah. Where are the doctors? Yeah, like, the where, day-to-day where the, guys. Where, where, where are the diverse population Correct. of the United States Correct. who are going in and talking? Correct. More importantly, using, I don't know, something called logic – and character, mm-hmm. that's the most important thing for Correct. me. Stop being a lying asshat. Correct. How about you go in there and actually do your Correct. job? But also, too, if you look at most bills, people don't realize most bills are written by lobbyists because they don't know how to sit down and put together a bill anymore. They let the lobbyists put together. So if you need something on banking, they go to the bankers. The same ones who are screwing you over Screwing back. us over yeah. big time. You're going to go to them. Hey, I need, a, I need a new banking bill. Okay. I'll put one together. Yeah. But I'll make I'll sure it that benefits me. me. Exactly. And they're going to put one together. Of course. You know? So if you want a health care bill, I'm going to go to the medical community. Well, I'm going to make sure I'm not going to screw myself. I want one that benefits me. I said, there's no, like you said, no logical common sense. Well, I, I just, I missed the, because uh, back in the day, again, it was, it was, it was very diverse people yes. that were in there. They're, most of them were all business owners. A lot of, some were wealthy, some of them weren't. Some were just, you know, um, laborers or whatever you yes. want to call it. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Like, but there was a diverse population Correct. in there, like an actual representation Correct. of the people. Now we don't have that. No, they're all just lawyers. Yeah, they're all lawyers and they've been and they're there all, for... They're all skeevy. Yep. They're into each other. Like been there for 30, years. Just about the money and the exactly. power. It's, it's it's that's ridiculous. why I don't listen to us. I say, I just turn it off. You know, the only thing I liked is some people say is we should have term limits. And a couple of them have brought it up though too. It's got no traction. I'd love term limits so because it would really change the dynamics of politics in this country absolutely it would really change it though but it will get no traction of course not because the ones who are in power are not going to vote themselves out of power correct because like, they're all retiring millionaires correct and they've got all these extra benefits and they always give themselves raises correct. they always put in correct. extra fluff for them and it's ridiculous correct. Like, how do you have free health care after you're out and again the, the one i really hate is 
right now on the congressional floor, the only people who are supposed to be on the congressional floor are your staffers and current members of Congress. And back in the 70s, they wrote themselves a, a law, a, 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 an agreement within themselves. As long as you served in Congress, you're allowed to be on the congressional floor. So that's where the term, that's when lobbyists really, really strain into being. Yeah, because now, hey, Matt, you used to be an ex-congressman. I'm going to pay you a bunch of money. You can go on the congressional floor and fight for my bill. You're technically a, a, a common citizen again, just like me. Yeah. I can't be on a congressional floor, but you can. Well, that's BS. Yeah, that seems ludicrous. Yeah, but that's what they've done. Yeah. And that's actually some of the perks that they've gotten from that position. That's the kind of stuff. Well, I, I just, mean, I don't like the fact that they have different perks than the average citizen. Correct. That's, that's what I don't like. Like what you said about the health care. Yes. I've got no problems with them having health care. VA. That's fine. Exactly. The VA. They should go through the VA <laughs> the same as all of our exactly. service men and women. Yeah. Because you know what, though? They, they would fix the VA the next day. In a heartbeat. In a, In a heartbeat. fucking heartbeat. It'd be fixed the next day. <laughs> so again, though, no Cadillac plan, no health care for the rest of your life. Once you're out of office... Go back and get your own health care. Yeah. Why should I pay for you for the rest of your life, though? Why should you have a pension plan and all that? You should be putting money away like anybody else. But, again, they should be going back to their own businesses Correct. and whatnot. Correct. Like, it should just that. be a short-term Correct. thing. But now it's become a moneymaker. And, again, those who are in it now and those who have been there for 30, 40, 50 years, they're retiring multi-multi-millionaires. Well, it's not even just that. It's like all these corrupt assholes. Like They, they get these jobs to come in and do educational talks and whatever mm -hmm. and they come in and read this bullshit speech and mm -hmm. get paid hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. of dollars I'm like are you shitting me really mm -hmm. yeah let's, but let's, someone, not, let's not go too far exactly. down that, that road that's a talk for another day gotcha so <laughs> i'll tell you what we've been rambling on for quite a while now good why don't we uh, wrap this bad boy up okay good. give me some closing thoughts maybe things that you want to kind of leave everybody with that are maybe really important to you i think what's important to me i think is people we need to start working and start helping each other out though and understand that we all have different struggles and start understanding that i i guess my thing is we need to start helping each other out yeah okay that's important though look out for each other i'm not saying go hang out with them though but help understand some people are struggling help them out you know we're all americans we're all here Let's make yeah, the let's, best let's of not it. reach out to the government for everything. Let's yeah, actually let's help, our help our neighbors and their friends exactly. and their family. And that's what I want to see more of it. We start helping each other out. Go, you know, if John next door needs some help, hey, you need some help, something, yeah. Just well, help with that. Like, go yeah. introduce yourself to exactly. people next door because chances are you don't know them. Exactly. Know your neighbors and start working. Again, the community does well when they work amongst themselves. You yes. Know? So that's what I want people to do. I love it. So. Well, Gerard, I greatly appreciate you coming on. I'd love to come back again for oh, another we will topic. Definitely have you back again. <laughs> I, I definitely want to get back in like a longer thing into your story and yes, kind of how please. that all went through because I yes. think that's going to be really good for, for you being first generation American. Yes. And your, your dad being Haitian. I think yes. your parents both, right? Yes, they both they're both are. They're both Haitian. So Correct. I think that's a, a great way to, to kind of show people maybe the struggles and different things that you went through, yes. but also maybe how easy we have it here. Exactly. Because that, that's kind of the, the mm -hmm. real rub there is yeah. like, we don't realize that we're all really fortunate. And granted, it's not our fault. Yeah. We just happen to be born, to born on this here. patch of dirt yeah. at this amazing time. Exactly. And, and people talk about how horrible it is. Like, it's the best time ever. I know. Ever. It's I know. Such, a, such a great thing. So we'll uh. definitely have you back. Uh, well, there's a, there's a segment that we have with uh, my two co-hosts, uh, Jake Bible and Andrew Hoffman, okay. and we like to call it American Honesty. It's something okay. that uh, Jake had started, which is a lot about like the controversial <clears throat> political topics. We like okay. to talk about those. Love to have you back on for some Love of those to and talk Love about to. that. I think you have some do. great insights we can put into that, Perfect. too. So, sir, I greatly appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much for having me on. Hey, appreciate it. Not a problem. And we will see you guys next time.
That was great. That was great. Good oh job, my God, man. I enjoyed it. It was so much fun. All right, well, that wraps up another great episode. It's always a blast to sit down and have great conversations with Gerard, and I'm glad that we were finally able to get him on the show. And again, I think we will definitely have him back on. He seemed to have a great time. We had a great conversation. We had lots of great things to talk about. And he has a very unique story that I definitely want him to dig more into. And Well, mostly because I want to learn about it, but hopefully because it will be helpful to some of you guys as well. Well, if you guys are still listening, I really appreciate all of your support. It's been a blast to see the podcast growing. I know that I'm having a great time. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying listening to the show as well. And we're definitely going to keep steaming ahead this year. And hopefully, we can grow the podcast as the year goes on. That is definitely a big goal of mine. But the biggest thing I could do right now, well, the biggest thing we can do is I could use your help to go out wherever you're listening to this and leave it a five-star review that really helps the podcast get bumped up in the rankings so that hopefully new people will check it out and obviously tell your friends about it share it on social media do all that kind of good stuff as well and let's just see how many new listeners we can get this year that's i said that's a big goal of mine to see how big we can get it this year but i mean honestly I've always kind of just done this for me, and it's and it's fun, and, and I enjoy it. So it's just it it's really awesome to see the podcast growing, and hopefully others are enjoying it as much as I am. But I know that I'll keep doing it because, well, this is a blast. I have a great time. It's always fun, and I look forward to the episodes each week when we schedule them, we get together, and we start to talk about things. It's it's always a blast, and hopefully, like I said, you guys are enjoying as well. But that's all we have time for this week. So we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity.